and welcome to The Relevance of Now. My name is Michael Connell, and I'm here with William Linville, as always. Welcome, William. Oh, hello, Mr. Michael. How are you doing, buddy? You guys having a blast? We are having a blast. Thank you. It's a wonderful morning today as we run forth in addressing our podcast today. What was presenting strongly is what are the core conflicts many of us, most of us have that unconsciously seem to be running our life? Well, one of the big ones is pain is bad, comfort is good. The point of life is to be undisturbed. And then the second one that branches out from that is, am I, did I, will I do the right thing? Wow. These are like core and underlying perceptional beliefs that have been the foundation of creating the ego persona of who you are, who you're not, what you should be, what you must be. And then the next one, that branches out to, am I, will I, and can I be lovable? Hmm. So you branch off from that into all these self, deep level, subconscious all the way through, because when you feel it, it's like going all the way through the fabric of your cells, your bones, of the self-identification of what you perceive is the truth in the representation of yourself. So like if your parents look at you, not just smiling, but where you can feel and you can see at that age, when you come out of the womb, sometimes even when you're still in the womb, are they excited? Do their faces, their bodies, their eyes lighten up when they see you? Or is it what's so easily perceived as a look of disappointment? And it's so easily perceived that way because you're looking at them to see that joy, that light, that love within them. But in reality, they may be having the best bad day possible. They may be going through stress, overwhelm. They may be with their hands in the air, just not knowing what to do or looking very afraid. And the assumptions come in when you look at them in that state. Well, oddly enough, it goes full circle to have yourself based on all those undercurrent subpsyche perceptions as if it's something maybe you did wrong or maybe you were the wrong gender, maybe you're not loved, loving, and lovable. Maybe because you take it so personal as if their disappointment is within yourself. And then of course, this goes all the way back to the womb to where you start to perceive if mom's having a tough time with dad, blah, blah, blah. Well, you start to take on the hero complex that, okay, now my life, my purpose is to come in and gather her favor, come in and protect her. Or maybe it's dad that she's Maybe your mom's really overbearing and your dad is kind of aloof. Okay, now my purpose is to come in and seek and search, or maybe he's more distant, to seek and search for his approval. Now, it's not about gender. It's about where within it all are you perceiving and receiving within yourself that there's something wrong with you and also that you have to prove yourself one way or the other. Maybe you see the same look from both of them and you go off on your own perceivable, we'll just call it survival island to survive through, but still 
looking for purpose, looking for direction. Now our new job is to give both of their approval to prove yourself to be, do, maybe even mimic what they want you to be or what you perceive they want you to be when they want you to be it, where you start to perceive as though it's your end-all, be-all job to take care of them or maybe work so, so hard, be what they want you to be, blah, 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 to finally maybe eventually earn their love. This really astounds me how as I've heard you say, pain is bad, comfort is good, and the point of life is to be undisturbed, as well as am I, did I, will I do the right thing? How in the past that was just so pervasive in everything, you know, coming home from work and, you know, disappointing someone or, and then wanting to just numb out, watch TV, have uh, some drinks just so I feel comfortable is like this cycle was so repetitive for so long because I never was feeling like I was doing the right thing. Exactly. So that's sort of age three, you know, the gin and tonics and all that fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) to where you're still, you were still finding, trying to find at least that place. And this is kind of, this is kind of a tricky one because trying to find that place where you could literally take a deep breath and feel for one and then know for two that you're really okay and then that everything is really okay. And I've watched their ones in their 80s, their 90s, and beyond, seeking, searching to still win and gain the approval or the love from their father. The only thing that keeps changing, or their mother, the only thing that keeps changing is Now you meet others, you move on with your life, you hypothetically come of age, but it's kind of interesting where they keep now picking someone else, whether it be an employee, maybe whether it be an employer, whether it be a spouse, whether it be a relative that they now, without even contemplating, but they start trying to make them, even when mom and dad have left the planet, to make them the new mom and dad. For some, it's religion. For some, it's metaphysics. For some, it's enlightenment, that they continue to put another before themselves. Now, it's just the same dynamic, mom, dad, God. It is kind of funny with the whole the whole makeup of it all, that you come into the planet, you have a mom and your dad, and you try to reach your approval. You don't get that. You go to your instructors at school. You try to overcompensate. Then beyond that, you come of age, you go into religion. So now God male, female, mother, father, God, creator of all it is, now becomes the one you're trying to seek your approval from. But if you look at it very closely, it all comes back to the familial dynamics. Mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, aunt, uncle, grandparent, blah, 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 that many have perceived and put the whole universe in that same structure, which has now put God, male, female, whatever, on a pedestal that still from the family monad perception projection, okay, now God's my father. Now Mother Earth is my mother, blah, blah, blah. And still looking for the same thing as you were in the womb, love, approval, acceptance, and being more than enough. And also being honored, loved, appreciated versus, you know, because it amazes me how much 
all the way from politics, religion, it all comes back to the same structure of mother, father, sister, brother, cousin, uncle, aunt, grandparents, cousins, blah, blah, blah. Same structure, just on a larger scale. So what happens when you go beyond that scale to where mother, father gone? Okay, great. If we really break that down, it's you as creator welcoming in your divine feminine, divine masculine, but now breaking the barriers of projecting another before you, which goes back to the biblical levels of consciousness, put no other God before me, which if we take that literal, which is meant literal, without all these filters of speculation, put no other God before you. You as the I am that you are, you as creator that you are, to where now you as that creator, you as that light beingness, you as that presence is no longer putting another above you or below you, both above or below. They're all based in the ego. Am I will I did I do the right thing? Pain is bad, comfort's good, point of life is to be undisturbed. And where you get into the cyclical cycle of repeat, repeat, repeat. Then we play the push your buttons games, a game when something is occurring outside of yourself, around yourself, that does not fit into all those boxes. Rather, you as creator overseeing everything going on around you, but also connecting with through the relevance of the now that I am that I am. I am whom I am. And I say to whom I am as creator incarnate, not based in all these breakdown filters of the next fall colors or something like that from society, but who you really are, hands down, period. And now how we integrate, embody, but now how we address the exponential world that the world's not mirroring you. If anything, you're lighting up the world. The thing that accelerated my embodying my true self is that knowing that I already was this loving presence. And for anyone that wants more information about that, check the podcast, Your Unique Creator Presence, where William addresses our creator self, which highlights the importance of that you already are this loving presence. You can feel it yourself. You don't have to think it. You know, everything starts sometimes with an idea or a thought that someone shares with you. And you're sharing with us that we are this loving creator presence already. With It's already within us. So this love we're seeking from others is already within us. That always starts with a thought. And over time we can embody and feel that aspect of ourselves. And it kind of goes beyond that, Mr. Michael, to where you're making all these assumptions based upon others' actions, reactions, and behaviors towards you. When in reality, it's not towards you personally. It's towards you from their own comfort zone of where they're running around. Pain is bad. Comfort is good. It's the point is life is to be undisturbed. And either you fit into that round hole or that square hole where their ego is concerned to where either you fit here, fit there. And if you don't, then all of a sudden 
their ego projects and perceives you to be, quote, danger, because there's something now wrong with you, rather than looking at the reality and the truth within themselves, if you don't fit into those boxes. Now, that's a very man-made quality, like mammalian species made, not gender-based, but also a lot of assumptions, a lot of sub-psyche perceptions and projections into what is safe, what is not safe, going into your carnal levels, which is the solar plexus down, solar plexus, crater, chakra, vortex, root chakra, vortex, making all these assumptions that this is safe, this isn't safe, on and on and on, versus the true reality that you are a creator of all that is. And that's where it's that we're not a loving presence. We're not an unloving presence. We are a presence that is love. So now, how would love, let's say, act, react, or not react, react? How is that presence of love? Because this is kind of the fun part. If we all put ourselves on a deserted island, kind of like from Gilligan's Island, minus everyone else, we're there. There's the trees. There's the, let's say, gopher, squirrels birds, seagulls, whatever it may be for you. Let's just be right there in that beautiful tropical island. Just you, nature, the star system, the weather patterns, the whole universe right now. Now, right here, this is the part I love, because right now, egoically speaking, there's nothing to identify with. You're not going to compare yourself to a tree. You're not going to compare yourself to a bird or the oceanic realms. You're there in a state of no serious preoccupation, no serious projection of carnality. You light a fire. If, you're, if your body's feeling cold, you find sustenance. So now, this isn't about survival. This is more about living that... It's kind of funny because, and kind of ironic, because once you go there, you start to find, just like the aboriginals, the sustenance will cross your path when it is time to consume. That's what I'm getting back to is your natural state. You may look at the birds and receive all of these beautiful reminders of how they're singing in the morning, blessing the day before the day and all the gifts of the day before it's ever began. You may identify yourself with the tree of how integrated and body rooted, but how you're able to flow with the weather. You're able to flow with anything and everything that comes across its path. And then you look up at the stars or even just looking over the horizon of the oceanic realm all around that island where you start to see you truly have no end. And when you can feel and you do feel it's a black and white feeling because when you look over it, you look over the horizons. For some, it may be at the top of a mountain that's like Mount Everest or something to that effect where you're super high up to where you're even above the clouds, which takes us into the whole different level of all the identifications like with Zeus, Athena, and all that fun stuff. But nevertheless, you know, they're all representational levels of the different parts of yourself, different kingdoms like the divine feminine or the oceanic realms, um, the tritons and everything like that. They present themselves as deities within those realms. But all, when it all comes back to you beyond Greek mythology, you're back to yourself of looking over 
every representation of all of creation, but still, you're way up here, you're out of the middle of it, you're out of the midst of it. There's nothing to project nor protect within yourself. And now we bring all of that to yourself as we no longer have anyone, anything to project, perceive as a action, reaction, or threat. Because in all reality, Mr. Michael, you have no threat. Fear doesn't exist within you, around you at this stage. And now we're wide awake, fully alert, wide open. Because many go to these places and say, I saw God. No, you didn't see God. You experience your godliness without any boxes. Now, let's say we take that, Mr. Michael, and we bring it all the way through. Pain is bad. Comfort is good. The point of life is to be undisturbed. Am I, will I, did I do the right thing? Am I, will I, or can I be lovable or loved, loving and lovable? But right now we're in a state on our own deserted island, being above it all. You just are, which means you just are love. You just are light. Now, when we bring it into the corporate world, maybe the familiar world, maybe the house parent, maybe, you know, whatever other like healing attributes, a facilitatorship, on and on. When we bring it there, nothing's changed except what you decide to take in, what you decide to take on. And I say take on being that of to do's to do like a challenge or something to overcome, supersede. But what if we just hold right here, right now, your own godliness? Or for those that are still conflicted in the male-female attitude, it's your goddessliness. Because it, neither one exists. You, you, as creator, do not base yourself on a gender. You have a, your body has a gender. You don't. So now how do we still just express that, that we are through the whole embodiment, not segregating or segmenting yourself once again to all these different boxes. How does the female dress? How does the male dress? Well, let's skip all of that for a moment. That's all party favors. Let's go right into who you are as that creator that you are. Total pure essence. Like you take yourself and you project your consciousness. Let's just say outside the cosmic lattice work to right now, you know, identified with the planet or the other universes and surrounding planets, you're not identified with the universe, multiverse, blah, 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 blah. There's no boxes for anything. But then this is kind of the tricky part because you feel yourself, but the only place you can feel yourself is in a body because outside of a body, you don't have the corpuscles of touch. You don't have these different heightened sensations. You just are that and for the sake of understanding, I'll call it, you just are that light. You just are that love. But yet, nowhere to compare, to project, so you just are. It's a state of what I call neutrality is this. And neutrality is just a stepping point to separate the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, the male, the female, blah, blah, blah. All these dualities and polarities to bring you right here, right now, even through your form. But as we step out we're expanding through the form. We're not leaving the form. We're expanding through it into where we're between the cosmic lattice work, the whole universe, and all the planets. And as we go there for a moment, we have no identity. We don't feel because there's nothing to feel with. You just are that light or that love 
that you are. Now, this is where the whole universe is giving you a standing applause for how you slowed yourself down vibratorily to go through the caves of creation, to pick up a form, to engage in the physical embodiment, all the sensory neurons, sentient, clear sentient, and everything like that, to embody and now to slow down, to pick up a body, then to accelerate the body, to bring the body up to where you are, vibratorily speaking, but still where there's the mom, the dad, the sister, the cousins, the aunts, the uncles, grandparents, great-grandparents, blah, blah, blah. But where those are biological, genetic, DNA. But right now, isn't it cool how you're not even affected by the biologics, the genetic, nor the DNA? You just are that in which you are as your own being, as creator, expressing through karma. No obligations. No duties, no responsibilities. Maybe your mom and dad wanted a boy, not a girl, or a girl, not a boy. Maybe this one, an androgynous being with no gender. Hey, whatever flows their boat. But that's about them. That's not so much about you, who you are. And you picked up the body to slow down, to dissolve and wake up from the karmic work, to break up from the genetic levels, the DNA levels, the RNA levels, to now even waking up from culture, color, creed, numerology, astrology. We're right here right now, just as you. The same question arises of what we would ask ourselves if we're between the cosmic lattice work in the whole universe or through the body. Why do we wake fully alert through your realms of light, your creator consciousness of light, your benevolence of light to right here, right now, to hmm, right here, right now, I am that I am. Not from the I am religion, you just are. Whereas we just are right now, what right now can we engage with? Because I do encourage you to engage with all of your heart into anything and everything that's presenting around you, whether it's cleaning up dog poop in the backyard, doing plumbing, or cleaning litter boxes, or washing dishes. You are still that that you are. Those are just different domesticated levels that we're addressing, dancing with, flourishing with, but no longer are we locked into putting your heart in everything. But how about we just express yourself through everything? You're not trap inable. You're not confinable. That's all in the head. It goes back to the Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. But he wasn't sitting there whining that his body was in a cell. He so brilliantly expanded beyond the cell, which is much like a nine to five. If you look at that metaphor for what it is, or for some, maybe it's parenting. You feel trapped. Let's expand beyond it. Did I answer that question, Mr. Michael? Yes, most definitely. Thank you for that clarity on our core conflicts, unconsciously running our lives, giving us clarity on that, as well as moving beyond those conflicts that that are there for us so that we can experience the loving presence that we are. Well, and also when we look at our day-to-day live streams, it's all about remembering who you are, watching all this stuff untwine itself like a super tight spring. But many, many egos get flustered here because now 
the ego doesn't really have the place or the power to try to run your live stream. Doesn't have the place or the power to create what I would call a false identification within yourself, through yourself, and about oneself, and about itself, literally. So many get flustered here and they go, oh, no, no, I can't go here, I can't go there, because the ego won't have a hypothetical purpose. The ego wants a purpose. So right now, let's just give not the ego, but your mind a job. If you enjoy engineering, great. Send it to the drawing board. If you enjoy doing librarian work, great. Let's become the best librarian on the planet and read front, backwards, inside out, Moby Dick or something like that. Now, those are all wonderful. But now, it's that now we can engage into anything and everything but being wide awake and fully alert within the relevance of you as the now and within the now to where you can start to really acclimate and honor, okay, this is what you may be doing with the mind and with the body, but still what you're doing is what you're doing. It's still not who you are. And I use myself as an example. Okay. I'm a master facilitator on and on and on author, every other definition you want to give, but that's, more about what I do has nothing to do with who I am. And that's a very important life-altering and life-changing way of clarity and distinction within yourself to where we can get to the core of what's running you rather than you expanding and expressing through anything and everything. Fantastic, William. Thank you, thank you. And thank you all for joining us. Please click subscribe. And there's another podcast that you may enjoy on who we are that was addressed here that provides more clarity specifically on who we are as well. And thank you. Thanks, Will. Until next time. Namaste. Namaste.